Thank you guys for that song. You know, it's really interesting how the Lord brings things together through all the, uh, the hymns we sung this morning, the special music, all fits in with the message this morning. And I uh, praise the Lord when he brings that together. Same thing happened last week as well. So I think we're on to something here. We need to pay attention. The Lord, you got something to tell us here this morning. At the 2 Corinthians chapter 4, give you time to find your place there. But uh, last Sunday, we looked at the importance of facing our fears and walking by faith and not backing down not backing down from the challenges, as uh, the song we just sung as well uh, today. Uh, but I want to keep with that theme today uh, to some degree and look into the life of Paul here uh, and see how he dealt with some difficult situations. As you know, uh, Paul uh, didn't allow the difficulties that he faced to destroy his outlook on life or to hamper his effectiveness for the Lord. And I think this is a good reminder for us today as well as we head into 2021 and no doubt We're going to face some challenges, some hardships, and those kinds of things. Let us never lose our focus on the Lord, on on His Word. So I trust this will be a help as we kind of buckle up and prepare to endure the challenges that no doubt lie ahead for us uh, this year, especially now that the Democratic Party is in control there. And uh, boy, I tell you, it's just uh, one of those things. It's disheartening. But let me just say this about that, if I may. God worked in the hearts of our founders to develop our governing document, our Constitution. And that contains principles from the Word of God, principles based on Scripture. And even though many of those founders were not of our stripe, they still had a fear and a reverence for God and the principles in His Word. But what we're seeing in our country today is exactly what happens when people fear man more than they fear God. The things that are happening in our country are clear examples of man doing what seems right, in his own eyes. And God's not going to bless, folks. The thing that really got me this week was, you know, so-called ministers there in Congress. Um, They should know better, but, you know, they've also given into this cancel culture. It's just crazy. Uh, They added foolish things at the end of, this one guy added foolish things at the end of his prayer. He said, at the end of his prayer, he said, a woman and amen. Do you believe that? That's crazy. It doesn't have, amen has nothing to do with gender. And, and he's, they just have to include that in there. It's just really ridiculous what's going on. But, you know, God has not abandoned America, folks. Amen. America has abandoned God. Yes. And today we need to be ever mindful of the importance of never deviating from God's word, but fearing God more than we fear man. You know, his word is truth, and this, is, this might be the last thing that we have left to hold on to before our country goes off the rails. God's truth. Never let God's truth go. We need to hold on to it as strong as we can, especially now, even today. uh, We need to hold on to it. So I feel better now. So back to the message, all right? 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Paul is trying to to comfort the church here, and he's he's, uh, using the backdrop of his sufferings, if you will, that the church was very well aware of uh, at the time there. You know, serving the Lord shouldn't be a chore. It shouldn't be a drudgery, Amen. We need to serve the Lord. It's a privilege that we're able to serve the Lord. It's a privilege. And we'll get a glimpse of what Paul had to endure in our verses here this morning. So if you found your place, 2 Corinthians 4, let's pick it up here in verse 8 and 9. Uh, Paul says that we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We are cast down, but we're not destroyed. Paul knew that living by a faith, living for Christ and maintaining his standard, that there would be some sufferings and challenges, right? And he certainly had his share. Uh, Paul was credible when he wrote these verses here because he lived what he wrote about. 
He lived through the hardships. He lived through the sufferings, being shipwrecked, imprisoned, beaten, all those things. Yet through that time, he remained faithful. He remained faithful. And we need to remain faithful through our challenges and our hardships as we go uh, throughout our lives as well. As such an example for us uh, to read about, to meditate on this morning, and to apply to our lives as we go forward here uh, with the life of Paul, remaining faithful to the cause of Christ and never giving up. So the title for my message this morning is Cast Down But Not Destroyed. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for the truth of your word. We thank you, Lord, for uh, all that you've done to uh, just preserve your word for us. Lord, the world around us is, is crumbling and, and, and things that we just don't understand. We're perplexed. We don't understand these things. But Lord, we know your word is true. And Lord, I pray that we hold on to your word ever so strongly, even today and, and as we move forward into this, uh, into this year. Lord, may we know your word better. We, may we walk closer to you and may we give your light. Let our light so shine among men this year, Lord, that you would get the glory. Father, I ask that you would bless everything that's said and done here this morning and throughout the building that you get the glory. We love you, Lord, and ask for your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So just because uh, things in our lives may not go our way, and same thing for Paul there, Paul reminds us that hardships should not be the cause for us to just give up and quit, right? When we feel a little bit of pressure, we can say, oh, well, I'm, I'm out. That's it for me, right? Uh, Paul didn't do that. He, he stayed with it. He stayed in the fight, and that's what we need to do. Uh, Paul gives us uh, quite the opposite picture here. And uh, just when you think Paul uh, was down for the count, he might have been down, but he wasn't done. Amen? He kept going. He kept going for the Lord. So let's back up to verse 1 in, in that chapter there. We'll read through verse 7 of uh, 2 Corinthians 4. Uh, verse 1 through 7 says this, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, uh, as we have received mercy, he, uh, he says, we faint not, uh, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Verse 3 says this, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. And that's certainly going on today, isn't it? Certainly uh, the minds and eyes of those around us are blinded to the truth uh, today. But uh, we need to uh, continue and just uh, do our best to give that light out. It says, uh, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ, Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servant for Jesus' sake. Verse 6 says, for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. So here we see that God has given us the message of the gospel and we're not to keep it in, are we? We're not to keep it in, we're not to hide it, we're to give it out. That's what we need to do, we need to give out. That's our purpose is to give out the gospel. And in order for us to accomplish our purpose, we may have to suffer some hardships sometimes, won't we? It might be a little challenging for us sometimes as we go knock on that door and they slam the door in our face and say, I don't need that, right? And they're mean and nasty to us. Maybe uh, if we're reading our Bible in the workplace or somewhere and they say, well, can you please put that away? Or, um, you know, we're praying over our meal if we're in public or whatever and people give us a hard time. There's a little bit of hardships, not like what Paul went through, but sometimes we're going to experience persecution, Right? We're trying to do the right thing. We're trying to live for God. Uh, these persecutions, these uh, challenges may come. You know, but God is merciful to us. He's merciful to us as sinners, and he's given us unique talents and abilities and resources 
to fulfill our purpose of giving the gospel out. I'm giving the gospel out. Ephesians 2.4 says this, God is rich in mercy. He's rich in mercy. And I'm thankful that he didn't run out of mercy when he got to me, amen? I needed a lot of his mercy in my life uh, to get me through some of the challenges that I went through in my life. Uh, but it's by his mercy that we must not faint and we must move forward for Christ, as Paul said here in verse 1. So the question to think about this morning is, are you being faithful to give out the gospel in the area where the Lord has placed you? Are you faithful to use those resources, those talents, those abilities that God has uniquely given to you to give his light out to those around you? That's what we need to be doing. We need to stand up for Christ. Mark it down. When you do that, trials are going to come. Hardships are going to come. They're going to come your way. Troubles are going to come. But when they do come, we must not be shaken. We must be strong. We must stay focused on his word. Press on toward the mark, right? That's what we need to do. Keep our focus on Christ, as Paul reminds us. And we need to be confident that we'll make it through, but we must not give up. We must stay with it and keep moving forward. Many religions of the world will try to get our focus off of Christ and tell us to just follow these four points or do these seven things and you'll find the mercy of God or you'll find favor with God if you do these things. But while those so-called religions, uh, they preach doing something to earn God's mercy and favor, the gospel tells us that it's already done. Amen? It's already done. It's already settled. There's nothing else that we need to add to it. And we can believe what the Bible says and keep our focus on Christ just having that simple faith and trust in Him. That's what we need to do. Uh, Hebrews 11.6 says that without faith, it is impossible to please Him, right? So we need to have that faith, that faith in, in Christ and to trust Him as we move forward. At one point, Paul was living according to the world, wasn't he? Uh, he was doing things in his own strength and doing things according to man's ways or man's laws, uh, if you will. But then he met Christ on the road to Damascus, amen? And everything changed. Uh, that saving faith changed everything for Paul. Uh, Paul said uh, this in Philippians 3, uh, verses 8 and 10, uh, after his conversion. He says, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, uh, Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dumb, that I may win Christ. He goes on to say, uh, and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. So we see Paul had faith, and he kept moving forward through his challenges. He didn't care what he lost. His focus was fixed on Christ. And that's what we need to have our focus fixed on Christ as well. No matter what's going on around us, no matter what's going on in our government, in our world, in our families, whatever, we need to be walking with God. We need to be trusting God through the challenges and through those uh, stresses in our lives. So when we realize that God loves us, and that we're saved by His grace through faith, it's like a new day, isn't it? It's like a fresh start. Uh, and that's, uh, that's what we need to be doing. We need to have that fresh start uh, uh, in trusting Christ as our Savior and walking with Him. So as you look at your life this morning, can you recall a time when the Lord met you somewhere along life's road? Uh, did the Lord meet with you somewhere? Do you know Jesus Christ this morning personally? as your personal Lord and Savior. Today might be that day for you. He wants to meet with you. He wants to change your life. He wants to uh, give you a new day, a spring in your step, so to speak, uh, as you trust him and move through the challenges that lie ahead. If you can remember a time when you trusted the Lord um, and you came to Christ, uh, that's what today is for you if you have not done that. Uh, this can be your day today. We'll have time to do that later. Uh, but uh, after we've renounced those hidden things uh, of the sin in our lives, those hidden things in our heart, as we read about there in verse 2, after we trust uh, the one who paid the price for our sin debt, the truth of the gospel will now live within us. 
the truth of the gospel will be in our hearts. And we must not keep that in, right? We need to let it out. We need to let the truth of the gospel uh, go out. And, uh, and we need to get to know his word to bear more fruit. We talked about that in Sunday school, right? Those that were here in Sunday school, engrafting God's word into our heart. There's a difference between memorizing God's word and meditating on God's word, right? Uh, we need to meditate on God's word so it become part of us and graft it into our lives so that it would be part of us and that fruit would be there uh, as we go throughout life. But uh, Paul was sincere about following Christ and sharing the gospel. And we too need to be uh, serious about witnessing and not hiding that light. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9, 16, he says, Woe unto me if I preach not the gospel. He just had to preach. It was just so in him. He just had to get it out, right? Do you feel that way? Do you know Christ today? And if you do, are you just so willing and determined and you just have that bubbling up inside of you? You just want to share Christ with someone? That's what we need to do. We need to do our best when God gives us an opportunity to give out a tract or John Romans. We need to be obedient uh, to that call, to have that burning desire to share the gospel, especially today. We don't know what's going to happen this year. We don't know if we're going to have an opportunity to meet in church or to even give out a track without getting arrested or those things. But we need to redeem the time while it is today. And we need to be about our father's business. You know, uh, Sam and Hannah obviously got married a couple weeks ago. And um, when we were uh, in Pennsylvania, Hannah's family uh, there, I gave a bunch of John Romans to, uh, to her sibling, seven-year-old uh, Susanna. I'm not sure if she's watching, but um, I gave her a bunch of John Romans there. And uh, since then, she's, she's run out of the John Romans. So uh, sometimes she sends me a Marco Polo kind of thing. We go back and forth. And, and, um, and she sent me a Marco Polo. She needs more John Romans. I'm like, praise the Lord. I'm going to get them out to you there. But it's just so encouraging because she's seven years old, eight years old, and she's a child, right? But God desires us to have that childlike faith, Amen. right? Just like a child, we need to just be bold and go out there and give the gospel out uh, to whomever it is and not, not be ashamed of the gospel, right? She's not ashamed. She's going to get out there during COVID, whatever it is, she's giving the gospel. But how about you? When was the last time you gave a track? When was the last time you shared the gospel with someone? We need to be busy about our father's business. What did that missionary say on Wednesday night? He said, if you're not fishing, you're not catching, right? That's pretty, pretty simple, right? If we're not fishing, we're not catching. So are you fishing? Are you fishing? Are you fishing for souls? Are you, are you uh, sharing the light of the gospel with those around you? If you're not, then you're not going to win them. Uh, verses 3 and 4 I talk about uh, the God of this world and how he has blinded the eyes and minds of those who do not believe. It's uh, painfully obvious uh, through the recent elections and all the riots lately, but people are blinded to the truth, aren't they? And Satan's just having a field day in, in our country, and it's just, it's just a shame to see all this uh, happening here. But the only thing that's uh, going to fix this country, it's not somehow getting President Trump reelected again. That's not what's going to do it, right? America needs to turn back to God. Amen. Not turn our back on God. We need to turn back to God. We need to have that revival. There's still room. There's still room for that to happen. And I don't know how long it's going to be and, and how much more we have to endure uh, before people kind of wake up and catch a clue. But that's what's going to need to happen in order for anything to change. To have substantive change in our country, we need to turn back to God in repentance. So I don't know how long that's going to be, but we need to keep praying and we just need to keep plowing, right? Just keep moving forward. The enemy will try to discourage us and try to take us down at every turn, but we must stay the course. We must stay focused when those hardships come. We must not, and we must continue to preach, uh, not ourselves, as Paul says in verse 5, but Paul reminds us uh, to, not, uh, to not hold that light in, right? We need to give that light out. We need to give that out. In verse 6 says, God who commended the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. 
So Paul likens this treasure that we have here uh, to the light of the gospel uh, once we're saved. In verse 7, uh, he says this, but we have, the, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. This treasure he's talking about is the gospel, right? We have this treasure in earthen vessels in our lives and in our bodies and in our hearts. And the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. So having that light in earthen vessels, if you will, uh, and being able to share that light can be illustrated uh, in Judges chapter 7. When Gideon takes the 300 men to free the land of the Midianites there, uh, each man carried three things with him in the battle. Carried a trumpet, carried a torch or a firebrand, and carried that um, clay pitcher or a vessel, if you will. Uh, they were instructed to carry their torches in their clay pitchers uh, so the light wouldn't uh, give away their position, if you will. And it wasn't until they surrounded the Midianites that they were instructed to break their pitchers, that the lights then would shine forth uh, from, uh, from that, from that uh, point. You know, that's the picture of what we need to do today as well, right? We're carrying the light of Christ inside of us. And we need, sometimes we need to be broken too, don't we? So the light of the gospel can shine. And sometimes that brokenness can be through hardships, through trials, through struggles, through problems, right? But we need to be broken in order for that light uh, to shine out. But the problem today is not many folks are willing to be broken, are they? Uh, who's going to say, okay, pick me, I'll take the persecution, right? It's not going to be, I don't know if too many people want to volunteer for that. But when that comes, we need to be ready, right? We need to be ready and not back down uh, uh, from those times. But we can't have our way and his way, right? We need to make a choice. We need to make a decision. Uh, familiar verse, Revelation 3.16 says, uh, So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. So we need to not be on the fence about this, folks. We need to make a decision, right? We need to make a decision for Christ and move forward for him. We need to decide today whether we're going to live for Christ and follow him, be willing to be broken so that light of the gospel can shine through us, or we have to make a decision to not do anything. So I want to encourage you this morning, do something for Christ. Amen. Amen. Live your life for Christ. Be that broken vessel and let him use you to let the light shine uh, to those around you. Paul made his decision and he knew his vessel had to be broken to be effective for Christ. And he knew that he would have to suffer hardships in his life. And that leads us here to our verses here in verses 8 and 9, that we're going to talk a little bit more about here in the time we have left. Uh, hear about Paul and some of the highlights as he's encouraging the church. These four phrases in these verses here, or these sentences here in verses 8 and 9, kind of in a sense sum up Paul's life, right? Uh, they're comparing and contrasting how he dealt with the challenges that he faced. First, uh, here in verse 8, uh, Paul says that we are troubled, but not distressed. So we see, uh, we see some encouragement at the end of the challenge, right? Uh, so that's kind of the picture that we have with all these, these, uh, these verses here. So the word troubled here means being pressured or squeezed, like if you squeeze a grape, right? Uh, I remember when Sam was younger, I would used to kid around with him. We'd wrestle around. And I'd say, I'm going to squeeze you like a grape. Because, you know, when you squeeze a, when you squeeze a grape, it just kind of gets crushed and, you know, the juice gets all over the place. You break the skin there. You know, but there's a certain amount of pressure that you need to have on that grape before it gets crushed, right? Sometimes there's a certain amount of pressure on us before we feel just like we're going to burst. And, and that's, that's the, what he means here by being troubled, uh, being pressured or squeezed. Paul's certainly feeling the pressure of the ministry closing in all around him. He's feeling squeezed, yet he's not distressed. He's not distressed, and he didn't burst. He didn't break under the load. Uh, Paul also used the word troubled in uh, 2 Corinthians 7.15 when he says, For when we were coming to Macedonia, our flesh had no rest. But we were troubled on every side. Uh, without were fightings, within were fears. So they certainly felt pressure all around as they entered into the city. They had fightings and fears all around them there. 
yet they continued to let their light shine. And we need to do the same thing. Uh, even though Paul had got constant pressure on him, even though he was troubled and pressured on every side, and he felt like he couldn't do anymore, he couldn't go any further, the Lord still gave him strength, still gave him opportunity uh, to minister and to preach and to labor for the glory of God. And he'll do the same for us as well, if we're willing to put him first, if we're willing to not focus on our troubles, not focus on our trials, but focus on, on what he wants to do in and through our lives through those trials there. No matter how tight or how difficult things may become, there's a God in heaven who will always grant us more room, more liberty, more strength to serve him so the light of the gospel can go forth. Amen? Amen. The next sentence there in verse 8, Paul mentions, he says, we are perplexed, but not in despair. Uh, perplexed here is, is like he's not able to see his way out. He's like, I don't know what to do. I just, I'm perplexed. I don't see a way out of this thing. I have all this stress. I have all this pressure. There's no way to escape my struggles. But then you can almost hear that frustration in his voice as, as these uh, verses are building here that he's describing what he's going through, that constant pressure, that uncertainty. But then you can also at the end see his confidence there. Uh, and when, when he uh, uh, says at the end of this there, and he kept his focus on the Lord and he was able to endure. He says he was troubled, but he was not distressed. He was perplexed, but he was not in despair. So we see the contrast there. Yes, we're going to go through troubles. Yes, we're going to go through hardships and trials and struggles. But don't focus on that. Look at the other side of it, right? Uh, look at, look at um, you know, the encouragement that he gives here. Paul's encouraging the church to rise above those challenges uh, that they're facing. And he reminds them that there is a God in heaven, a God in heaven who will get them through. And that's such a timely message for us today, isn't it? We know that there's a God in heaven that's going to get us through our challenges, no matter what we're going through in our country, in our family, in our workplace, whatever those challenges are, God is there and he wants to get you through. Amen. Just keep your focus on him. When we experience those challenges or those hardships, we need to look to the cross. We need to let the Lord use those challenges to grow our faith and to bring glory and honor unto Him. That's what it's all about. We talked about the Spirit of God last week, and when it departed from Saul, he became a coward. And, and he was not able to fight those battles uh, like, like he did pre, uh, prior to that time. When he came up to the Philistines and Goliath, the Spirit of the Lord had already departed from him, and he became a coward. He couldn't move forward in that. But when the Spirit of the Lord came upon David... That's what enabled him to move forward and to, to uh, slew the giant there. And he'll do the same in, in our lives as well. You know, we don't have to be distressed or in despair. When we go through these hardships, we simply just need to let the Spirit of God fall fresh on us. Each and every day, fall fresh on us. He'll give us that strength to endure. We just need to let him have his way uh, through those times. So the next phrase here Paul uses is in verse 9 when he says, He was persecuted, but not forsaken. Uh, persecuted, but not forsaken. Persecuted may sound like a hard word, and I'm certainly not saying that uh, any amount of persecution is easy, right? Uh, persecution is, uh, is not a fun thing to go through. Uh, being persecuted means to chase after or to pursue. Uh, Paul was being chased after by the devil and his enemies of the gospel there, uh, and he was uh, persecuted for his love and his service to the Lord. Uh, 2 Timothy 3.12 says, Yea, all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. So mark it down. We're going to suffer persecution if we live godly in Christ Jesus. It's going to happen in one degree or another. But listen to what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, verses 10 through 12, regarding persecution. He says, blessed, right? Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and ye shall say, uh, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. 
He says, Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Uh, so Paul was persecuted, but there was blessings on the other side of that as well. Same for us. You know, uh, Paul was certainly persecuted over and above anything that we will ever face in our lives. Yet the key there is, was he endured, right? He kept going. He didn't give up. He didn't stop serving. He didn't stop preaching. He let his light shine and he kept moving forward. So there's a list of Paul's persecutions in uh, 2 Corinthians 11. We won't have time to go into that here this morning, but uh, there's um, a chapter there you can look at. But uh, he faced uh, uh, much more greater degrees of persecution than we will ever face. Uh, but again, you know, if we're serving God, if we're letting our light shine, if we're living according to the principles found in his word, persecution will come our way to one degree or another. Maybe this year we'll, we'll see and feel that persecution on a scale that we've never even thought possible in our lifetime. We don't know. Uh, but while we have time, we need to redeem that time and, uh, and get the gospel out and share his love and his truth with others. Uh, we got a small taste of that persecution earlier this year with the COVID uh, when uh, we had nasty notes taped to our door uh, from the local folks here and uh, saying you're not supposed to meet and those kinds of things. That was kind of mild persecution there. Uh, people out west, a little bit more significant. Uh, they're, uh, um, they're getting fined and things like that, being put in jail for preaching and having their doors open, those kinds of things. That was some, a little bit more severe persecution. Who knows what's going to happen next with this new administration as we move into this year. We, we have no idea uh, what's going to happen. But praise God, we live in South Dakota. Amen. It's a lot better here. And praise God, we have a pastor that helped us navigate through these challenges, right? And kept us focused on the word of God. Because, you know, we should not forsake this, the assembling of ourselves together. Uh, Pastor is keeping us focused and grounded on God's word. And that's what we need. Not only in our lives, in our church. And that's what it's, it's going to take to get us through in the future. Whatever those challenges are uh, that come our way. Now here in verse 9, uh, Paul uh, also gives us some insight into how he handled persecution. Uh, where he says, persecuted but not forsaken. Uh, Paul's reminding us that no matter how bad things are, no matter how bad things got, he knew that the Lord would never leave him nor forsake him. And he'll do the same for us. Amen? Amen. Uh, Jesus also promised this to us when he said in Matthew 28, 20, And lo, I am with thee uh, always, even until the end of the world. So he's always going to be with us. He's never going to leave us, never going to forsake us. And he gave Paul uh, confidence here in Acts 18, as Paul was going through some of these uh, struggles. Uh, the Lord spoke to him uh, here, and he says, Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision, he said, Be not afraid, but speak and hold not thy peace, for I am with thee. And no man shall set on thee to hurt thee, for I have much people in this city. And he continued there a year and six months, teaching the word of God among them. So Paul knew that he was not forsaken. He knew that God would never leave him. And that confidence allowed him to endure all the challenges and all the, the things that happened to him there. Uh, even though he was troubled, even though he was perplexed, even though uh, he was persecuted, the Lord gave him strength, gave him opportunity, and he was even able to minister for another year and a half under those conditions. He was able to continue on because he knew the Lord was with him. Uh, Paul wrote this in Philippians chapter 1, verses 12 and 13. He says, but I, would ye, uh, but I would ye should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. So you see, when we're persecuted, right, the gospel continues to go forward. That's what's happened here. Through his persecution, uh, it was for the furtherance of the gospel. Uh, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and, and in all other places. So the last phrase that we'll look at here before we close is what Paul mentions in verse 9. Uh, and he says that he is cast down 
but not destroyed. That's an encouragement there, isn't it? Amen. Cast down, but you can't destroy us. You're not going to destroy. Uh, cast down literally means here, if you've ever seen wrestlers, when they pick up a body and they kind of just kind of slam them down on the ground, that's kind of what I picture of being cast down, right? Just kind of being cast down to the ground. You're at your lowest point, and you can't get back up there. Uh, you know, Paul might have been cast down, if you will, not physically. Uh, he was cast down. He was at his lowest point, but he was not destroyed. And Paul was not ruined, right? Uh, and though the enemy may have uh, won a battle or two, tried to get him down, slammed him down on the ground, pressed him on every side, brought him to his lowest point, that didn't matter to Paul, right? Paul kept going. Paul kept preaching, and he wouldn't give up. When we're in Christ Jesus, the enemy is not going to be able to take away our soul, amen? No matter what he does, that our soul will never be destroyed. It will never perish. In fact, we see uh, the word perish in some familiar verses, uh, some familiar verses here. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, right, but have everlasting life. Second uh, Peter 3, 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is longsuffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, uh, but that all should come to repentance. When we, when we trust Jesus Christ as our Savior, and we trust him personally in our heart, we can be assured, like Paul, that we will never be destroyed. Amen. We'll never be destroyed, and our soul will never perish, and Satan can do nothing about that. Amen. He'll never get a hold of that, amen? Paul didn't give up when challenges or obstacles came his way. He kept pressing on. He kept the faith. He finished his course, and that's what we need to do as well, amen? We need to keep pressing on, keep moving forward. We must not be afraid to suffer for Christ. Jesus said the world will hate us if we followed him. So we need to experience or expect to experience to a certain degree some persecutions in our life because we're followers of Christ. If you know the Lord Jesus Christ here this morning and you're doing your part to let his light shine, you'll be persecuted some way or another, to some degree or another. But we need to be vessels, right? Like Paul said, we need to be vessels willing to be broken, willing to suffer for Christ. And he lists those experiences there. We can, though, be confident, though, even though we're troubled, yet not distressed, right? Perplexed yet not be in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. And that's an encouragement from God's word here for us to just keep going, right? Through 2021, we're going to have challenges. We're going to have struggles. We have no idea what that's going to look like, but we do know God's word. We need to hold on to God's word, hold on to the truth, and never let it go. Amen? Amen. Amen.